All right, so uh, day two, I, I think day one was very uh, productive. thought the guys competed pretty well. Um, they were able to take from the meeting rooms and the walkthroughs to the field the information and, and really perform at a pretty high level for a first time out. Um, we'll try to add to it today. Um, because of the rain, we know we walk through inside. We'll still try to go outside if we can. We're just trying to make it a game time decision whether we got to come back inside here. But otherwise, I thought it was a pretty productive day, and we'll just try to build on build on yesterday today. So I'll take your questions. What you learned about Saquon? You obviously knew a lot about him through the draft process, but yeah. once once you got your sort of your hands on him and your eyes on him, what you learn? Well, a little bit of what I just kind of led with. Um, you know, he's got real good awareness. You know, the first thing you see is he can catch the ball. You know, certainly he had a couple of runs yesterday that looked looked really good, you know. Now nobody was tackling, so. Um, but the other thing that you see when you work with him is uh, his awareness, his spatial awareness, um, his ability to kind of pick out who he has in pass protection. We purposely try to have some blitz drills early to try to challenge the running backs, um, and I, th- I felt like he did a good job with that. Is that the hardest thing you feel like for a running back in the transition, at least what you're going to be asking him to do? I think, yeah, I think so. I think so. When when you talk about probably the difference between college ball and and pro ball, you know, you throw the ball quite a bit and you really depend on blitzers getting picked up. And, you know, I think um, that's the thing that we're interested in seeing when we get a running back. And uh, he did a good job with that. Do you think that's a result of the passing game the way it is now in college that backs are more apt to being able to pick up blitzes and block better? Depends on the system they're coming from. There's some there's some teams, obviously, that play more of a pro-style, uh, pro-style type protections. Um, but, you know, it's a matter of, you know, the, the background that the player comes with. But And that's why in some cases, it wasn't the case with uh, Barkley, but in some cases you got to kind of project whether he's going to be able to do it because he wasn't asked to do it. Um, but we were able to see enough to know he could. Scott, how did you think Kyle Long had a handle of things that you threw at him, like maybe yeah. a higher speed it looked like that you were throwing stuff at him? No, I thought he did a really a really good job. And um, you can tell by the way he handles his business that he's going to be able to pick everything up very quickly, very smart. Um, he's in the building early. He was here late. You know, he's got – he understands how to study, so to speak. And when he's on the field here, you know, when you're, when you're coaching him, and a lot of times in coaching it's kind of a quick drive-by, you want to make a point and keep moving, uh, he's able to kind of take it in and run with it. So um, I thought it was a good first day, you know, and then we'll see how he does today and tomorrow. How do you view your quarterback position as a whole, where you stand as an organization? You're in, what are we, in uh, mid-May with, with where Kyle kind of fits in the mix with yeah. Davis and Eli? Well, he's here competing with all of them. And, again, I've made – you know, a lot of comments already with regard to the health of the quarterback room. You want really good players in there trying to get better each day and then helping one another get better. And I think seeing the way he functioned in day one, um, he's going to really add to that room. Pat, behind Thurling and Odell, you have a lot of really young, maybe unproven receivers, not just right. some here, some at the mini camp sure. last week. How do you feel about their group behind those two guys? Well, I think they're doing a good job. I, I think, <clears throat> you know, it's a little bit easier to catch the ball versus air. So, you know, as we'll start to be able to evaluate the receivers as a whole once we get really what as competitive as we can be with the OTAs. And so I think 
that'll start to separate, you know, kind of what we think of the wideouts at that point. Does Evan kind of help there because he's, you know, he can kind of play a lot of different spots? Yeah, I mean, Evan's a tight end, and we'll use him as such. But, you know, our, it, our game says that you can uh, detach him and extend him like a wideout. So uh, we're going to try to use him in that way if we can as well. Do you feel like there's a number three receiver on this roster right now? I don't know. Um, we'll just have to find out as we go. But we, you know, we've added some guys to the mix that were, you know, you guys. Add, you guys tell me who's one, two, and three, or four and five and six and whatever. But you know, Cody Latimer's here. We've got some young guys. You know, I, I think of uh, Travis Rudolph has, has done a good job. So, you know, I think there's guys on our roster that well we're, that we're going to develop a trust in. We'll put them out there and and. You know, we expect them to produce. What have you, you been able to, to see from the... I'll come back to you. seems like it would be an opportunity at cornerback based on kind of the depth chart, the fact that you didn't really take anybody at that position in the draft. What did you see from Grant Haley and Aaron Davis yesterday? Uh, it, you know, it was hard to tell, but I think they competed well. Um, you know, there's going to be competition at all spots, and, you know, certainly we're going to depend on those, those younger players to really get in the mix and, and try to make the team. But they did a good job in their first day. I think that could be said about really all the position groups. Um, you know, and then after today, you know, another install on both offense and defense, a little bit more learning, you know, and then they got to go back and review. And so we'll see how that all kicks in. And then second day, some of these guys probably hadn't been running as much as they did yesterday. So we'll see there's a little soreness. And so as we go forward with all the positions, we'll learn more. What have you been able to see from Lorenzo Carter so far? Yeah, you know, he, um, you know, the terminology is different, but for the most part, how we align and how he lines up is similar to, to what he did at Georgia. He's very long. He's very athletic. You know, he did a good job in the coverage drills uh, in the one-on-one stuff yesterday. And uh, you can see he's kind of a bright guy that I watched uh, his coaches yesterday give him some coaching points, and then he was able to kind of, you know, use that in his next couple of reps. So, um, you know, certainly the arrow's up there. What are the, what are the expectations or hopes for what he can, what he can do for you guys? Well, I, you know, again, you know, like we talk about what an edge player should be able to do, he's got to be able, obviously, to set the edge in the run game. Uh, we expect him to be able to drop into coverage at times. And then certainly the element that he'll bring to us also is the ability to pass rush, whether it's when we play five on the line or we get into a four-man front. Do you see him as a three-down guy? Oh, certainly. Sure. You were talking about like two more, two more. teaching these guys some really basic stuff like manners, pushing their chairs and things like that. Yeah. Can you elaborate a little on why that's important to you and why that matters when building a football program? Well, you know, to your point, I, you know, I don't know if we're teaching them that. I think what we're reminding them is those are things that you know and they're important. You know, and I think that's, that's what matters. I think, you know, you can't, it's not like a buffet table. If you're going to be a professional, you can't pick one of these, one of these, and one of these, and then skip all of these. I think it's important that they function and, and live their life in a professional way. And I think if they do that, um, then they don't have to worry about what they're saying to the media. They don't have to worry about things that come up in their life. They just live a good life, live a very productive life, and then it will translate to their performance on the field. It can actually translate onto what they do when they're playing and and working? Well, please and thank you. We don't want to hear any of that out here, you know, I mean, to that point, you know. 
I mentioned how this is man whip a man. I, you know, I, I get all that. And there's the physical nature of this game. And the reason they're playing it is they appreciate it and they look for it, you know. But we all understand how it goes. You know, we want to make sure that they're good citizens as well. And to remind them, most of these guys, and really all of these guys, are good citizens. But as part of the teach them the right way at the beginning is remind them that those things are important. And those are things that, you know, you want to live your life doing. Pat, I just wanted to ask you about Garrett Dickerson. Obviously, one of the guys coming here as a tryout. Um, you play that super back position in Northwestern. I know right. you like versatility from your guys at tight right. end. Does that give him a, appeal at that position on what you, what you saw yesterday to match yeah. up with what you saw on film? I thought he had a really good day, number one. And then secondly, yeah, his ability to line on the line of scrimmage or maybe in the backfield or move around. You know, that'll help a young man make the team because there is versatility. And until you become the starting tight end and play on all three downs, you are technically a role player. So if you're a good enough player to make our roster, then we'll find a role for you. And so uh, that's a long-winded way of saying yes. So going into day two, I mean, he, he certainly showed you enough yesterday that he may be in a conversation that you could be, could be. Yeah, and we'll have to decide as we go. Right. And I think what's important to remember, too, is this isn't a tryout and then they do or don't make it and it's over. You know, I think the players need to understand they're here because we saw something that we really liked in them. And as we work with them, even though the 90-man the roster might look a little bit different tomorrow, those guys are on the list of guys that we might consider moving forward. So, um, you know, he may be one of those guys. Last one. Just a little off topic, I guess. Have you had any conversations with Eric Flowers since last we spoke right after the draft? Yeah, we've 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 been in contact with Eric, and uh, you know, it's our understanding that he's in good shape. And again, you know, I I, I got nothing to get. I can't wait for him to be here because you know I've mentioned it in the past. There there were some things he did last year that were really good, and. You know, I look forward to him getting here at some point and working with him. Landon said Landon said this week that he thought Eric was upset. Yeah. Uh, about uh, signing Solder. Yeah. Well, that's not for Landon to talk about. You know, and I think that the important thing is, um, let's let let's let Eric talk for Eric when he when he gets here, and we'll worry about that later. But, you know, really, I, I don't think it's I don't think our players should be talking about another player's situation. So. Is there expectation that last Eric, one? Is there I mean, really, the last one. Go is ahead. there an expectation when Eric will be here? Will he be here for the for the mandatory minicamp? I'm sorry. Is there an expectation that he'll be here for the minicamp? Yeah, we'll see when, when he gets here. We'll we'll talk about so that. No but but we got there's there's nothing going. You know, we're communicating with him. There's been times when Odell hasn't been here, and we've communicated with him. So, you know, we're looking forward for, to him being here. And, you know, we feel like we're a better team with him here than without him. So. <laughs>